You can't use biohacking to bypass your bad habits. Join me and Orimas Juadka, aka AJ, for a conversation that gets real about health, biohacking, and human optimization. In this episode, you'll learn why you can't afford not to take care of yourself, why fitness alone won't help you optimize your performance, how to get in sync with your circadian rhythm and why that's important, how to shift into a more optimal lifestyle with ease by using the minimal effective dose, and the six pillars of high performance. AJ went from being a sickly child to a thriving human and made it his life's mission to help others reach their true potential through health. Now he takes people who are busy, neglecting their health, not sleeping, and stressed to a place where they're confident, have more energy, feel better, and as a byproduct, can excel in any area of their lives. AJ started his career as a military service member and civil engineer. He discovered his passion for health early in his military career when he found himself with constant brain fog and fatigue. He solved his personal health challenges and pivoted his career towards health and started educating his fellow service members. AJ now works with entrepreneurs, executives, and corporate professionals internationally to enhance their mental and physical output. He's amazing at identifying and correcting the roadblocks that prevent his clients from reaching their full biological potential. AJ serves his local community by educating children on healthy nutrition, and he is constantly expanding his knowledge through reading, podcasting, and staying recent on everything health-related. If you dig this podcast and you want to connect, Text me. I'd love to hear about one major insight you gained by tuning into this episode. Text me at 1-781-336-0160. Now, whether you're new to the podcast or a loyal thought leader, please make sure you take a moment to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. I truly, truly appreciate you taking the time to do this. Now it is time to learn how to use biohacking the right way with AJ. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders, I am back and I'm super stoked for today's guest because really, this is the first time I have had um, someone who I feel is a health expert on, but also someone who understands biohacking and doesn't um, teach us people how not to abuse it, but how to really u- utilize it. So I'm super stoked because one, I'm going to learn a lot <laughs> today, and two, so are you. So uh, welcome to the show, AJ, and thank you so much for being here. Hey, what's going on? My pleasure. Hey, it's a win-win situation, isn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And for those of you just tuning in via audio, um, I just want to fill you in on what's happening right now. So AJ is walking his treadmill while he is recording this episode. For, so for those of you who are like, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to do my cardio. Mm, he just put you to shame. <laughs> not trying hey not trying to shame anybody no <laughs> not no. shaming anybody just just doing yeah doing two things at, at a time because again like when i'm when i'm working on my computer i really hate sitting for extended periods of time right that's one of the most painful things for me to do so uh, i have a little walking pad like mm -hmm. a, a little portable treadmill yeah uh, so i can i actually transport it pretty easily take it to a co-working space or what have you and when I'm on my computer doing my computer work, I'm always on it. Wow. And there's a, there a saying, when your body moves, your brain grooves. So, yeah. <laughs> Love that. When your body moves, your brain grooves. Love it. Um, also, you just reminded me that I have a standing desk that I'm currently not standing on. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you for that reminder, that gentle nudge. Um, Absolutely. So, cool. Like biohacking. Hmm. That is such a hot topic in the leadership and entrepreneurial space because, uh, you know, to be honest, like we're all trying to really optimize our performance and, and get into this high performance streak. Um, but I know just from personal experience, um, hustle and burnout is real and it's really easy to fall off the wagon. So I'm excited to chat with you about this today, but I'd first love, because I love your story, I'd first love for you to share like what got you into this? Like why are you doing what you do? Okay, so one of the main reasons, that's a great question. One of the main reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I see so many people living underneath their full potential. They're not even close to tapping into what they what they can do and uh, I see a lot of entrepreneurs especially running on on the fumes rather than fueling themselves with proper again nutrition movement stress management practices routines and everything else on top of that mm -hmm. and um, another reason is because I I mean I was I put in a lot of work into myself to quote-unquote optimize mm -hmm. and um, I was a I was a sickly skinny child mm -hmm. uh, who was who was just rid with diseases um, mm -hmm. it was it was I was constantly on antibiotics I was constantly right. uh, some sort of jacked up in some sort of way I had kidney stones when I was like 13 Wow <laughs> who, who has that you know yeah uh, yeah I suffered from mold toxicity brain fog you name it and then when I transitioned to my adulthood, um, that kind of carried over with me as well. Yeah. So um, I started looking for for ways out and mm -hmm. discovered a few. Uh, managed to take care of myself. So, uh, I was in the military, so I started helping my service members, my fellow service members, to take care take care of their health. Mm -hmm. And then just started diving deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. Yeah, it's really um, interesting because we talked about this before when we first connected. You know, I have a similar story where I was on antibiotics a lot as a child and I was eating a lot of the wrong food. And quite frankly, a lot of people in our generation specifically, like the boxed food, canned food generation, um, <laughs> right. you know, we were all raised on foods that aren't really good for us. 
Um, but what I thought was so powerful on my own personal health journey is you don't know how shitty you feel until you know how good you feel. That's, that's exactly, those are the exact words that I use. Yeah. (laughs) Like you really don't know. Like I, I knew I felt shitty, but I didn't know how shitty until I started to feel better and better and better. And, um, you know, because a lot of people underestimate how they're feeling. They're, They're like, oh yeah, you know, maybe like I poop maybe like once every two days or like, yeah, I get a headache. Oh yeah, I have a little bit of brain fog, but that's normal. Like they normalize it. Right, exactly. Normalization is one of the, I mean, when you make more money, you normalize it. When you're poor, you normalize it. When you feel crappy, again, you normalize it. It's just weird. We're so, we can't adapt to our our environment so easily that we Mm -hmm. just kind of brush brush it off, don't take it seriously. But then once you kind of get that, get that obstacle out of the way you can feel you can do so much more you can yeah. serve so many more people you can take care of your family better whatever it is that is the most important thing to you you mm-hmm. can do you can simply do more of that so that's that's uh, my main driver yeah and it's um especially in our space our field the world of entrepreneurship and leadership because we all are, you know, purpose driven. We have heart. Like we, we really want to achieve what we set out to achieve. We want to serve, we want to be there. And so it's so easy for us to fall into the hustle category where we start to hustle and we start to burn out. And I'm sure in your line of work, you've probably seen a lot of this, the hustle and burnout. Absolutely. I experienced it myself as well. I was, again, as I said, I was, I was in the military and then I joined the corporate world and then I had to step, uh, step away. I had to step out because I wasn't taking proper care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that, like we hear about all these biohacking ways, we hear about, you know, ice baths and Wim Hof and like infrared saunas and, and eat vegan or eat, um, what be is carnivore. That? Be a yeah. carnivore. Uh, I don't even get that. I can't, I can't even understand that. Or like whatever, all this other shit, meditate, go to the gym, all these things. And it can feel very, very overwhelming to mm-hmm. a busy entrepreneur. Like it can feel mm-hmm. very overwhelming to a leader who has a lot of stuff going on. And so how do you then get them started? Because I, I know from experience when you dive too deep too soon, it can be really hard to stay on the wagon. Like it's really easy to then fall off. It's like people who make those New Year's resolutions and like, I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week and they've never been to the gym in their lives. And then like two weeks mm-hmm. later they stop. Um, so like, where do we go from there? We, we know we're a leader. We know we don't, we, need, we want to optimize our health, but time isn't something that we have a lot of. So one of the things that I always say is that you can't afford not to meditate. You can't mm-hmm. afford not to take care of yourself. Because if you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneurs are the people whose mission is usually bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're trying to help others, you can't pour from empty. Right. So as I said, you cannot afford not to do those things mm-hmm. because uh, you're not just screwing yourself over. You're screwing yourself, everybody else around you. Right. Again, whether it's your family, whether it's people that you're serving, everyone. Yeah, there was a so post it's, that it's I read of yours. Duty. Yeah, there was a post I read of yours where it was like you have to 
do you first. Like you have to take care of you first before anyone else. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, well, let me ask you this first. Was that something that you naturally transitioned into this habit of taking care of yourself first at the beginning of the day before doing anything else? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, one of the one of the things, one of the reasons why you have to is because you don't want to start your day in a, in a reactive state. You don't want to start the day uh, on anybody else's terms. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. You're kicking off. You're in charge of yourself, and that's probably the only time if you're busy all day. That's gonna that morning is gonna be the only time you're gonna be in charge of yourself. And yeah. what seven seven out of ten people, uh, first thing they do upon waking up is grab their phone. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, that's yep. one of the worst ideas. But so um, when you're talking about biohacking, biohacking is, has become such a buzzword in the industry. Such a trend. Oh my People God, are abusing just, it too, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Everything is a biohack now. Yeah. You know, people go, people uh, go out on a weekend, get drunk, and then they they get a vitamin IV the next day, and that's biohacking. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what actually really pisses me off. Uh, yeah. That's one of the things, one of my pet peeves that uh, people are trying to replace or kind of uh, negate their bad lifestyle habits with what they call biohacking. Right. I mean, bi- biohacking in reality is a long-term game. It's, it's going from good to great. Uh, so if you don't have, it, imagine, yeah, before, it's like uh, being a baby, they're not going to, start running before they learn to walk mm-hmm. same thing with with biohacking is you can't biohack if you don't have the fundamental foundations set in your life first so right. when it comes to when it comes to again everything and i i used to own a brick and mortar gym and i thought mm-hmm. that fitness was the end all be all of health mm-hmm. and obviously i i hate to admit but i was dead wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> and um no, just Health is multidimensional. It's it's holistic. So everything from stress to crappy sleep to uh, subpar nutrition to suboptimal to lack of movement to your environment and just routines and poor mindset, everything can affect you. So you kind of have to. It, it sounds like a lot, but you kind of have to take care of all of them and those practices that make the biggest difference are very, very small. Right. Yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, what you said about the gym, like the gym, fitness is often a gateway for a lot of people. Like it's the gateway (laughs) that gets you into um, your health. But then a lot of people leave it at that. And I remember when I first started getting healthier and taking control of my life, uh, when I was getting um, or becoming sober, going through my transition of, of getting sober, I started working out regularly and then I noticed, well, I feel good working out, but I'm eating crap food. So let me eat better food. And then I started eating better food. And then I was like, okay, my body's feeling better, but my mind's feeling kind of fucked up. And then I started meditating and, and, and nurturing myself in all these different ways. And the last piece of the puzzle for me, and I think that this is for a lot of leaders is was sleep because Um, you know, when a lot of people like to hustle throughout the night or you work a really long day and you feel like you just want some downtime and you don't prioritize sleep. Mm -hmm. For me, that was like the last piece. And I love that you talk about sleep so much because sleep, like actually getting enough sleep every night and prioritizing my sleep, even if that means like I go to bed at 8 PM sometimes Mm -hmm. has been such a game changer for me. 
like such a game changer. And again, like I didn't know how shitty I felt until I (laughs) started feeling better and like started feeling energized. So I'd love to talk uh, for you to chat more about um, sleep and why it's so important. Well, first of all, we pretty much spend about one third of our lives in bed. So might as well make them count, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, a lot of people think that sleep is just something that you, that just happens, that you just right. pass out and then you wake up and everything is okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's really not it. And I have a saying that your sleep starts the moment you wake up. Mm. So that's kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. Uh, Tell but, me more. So, yeah, tell, <laughs> tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that we that our bodies are are created for is to to live with uh, sun cycles. So the circadian rhythm, the circadian mm-hmm. biology is one mm-hmm. uh, is is a term for that. And when we wake with the sun, when we rise with the sun, and we go to bed, pretty as as close to sunset as possible i mean you're you're in canada so probably it's not really doable i'm in la i'm in la oh you're okay yeah winter the nights are a little long but Mm. yeah no that's so that's that's not really not really doable i don't know why i thought you were in canada i'm originally from canada but i moved to la yeah Yeah. gotcha okay (laughs) so yeah if you're somewhere uh in canada if you're it's that's that's unfortunate but (laughs) (laughs) yeah the nights are really long in the winter no mm -hmm. and that i i don't i'm not surprised that people get seasonal affective disorder like Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things when you don't get enough light your body is just simply sluggish you don't feel you don't feel optimal you don't feel good so Mm -hmm. that's where that biohacking comes in you know those um infrared light panels and uh lights shining onto your brain that's stuff yeah. that actually realigns your skating rhythm and gives a signal to your body that hey we're getting some some light but yeah so uh, one of the best things that you can do is to step outside first thing in the morning mm-hmm. you know so the hormone cortisol that has kind of been uh, vilified and demonized in, mm-hmm. in our society because it's, it's like a stress hormone yeah Stress is necessary. If you're if you don't have any stress in your life, you're you're dead. Right. <laughs> so it, it is necessary to kickstart to kickstart our system first thing in the morning. So getting some sunlight, that blue light spectrum that sun is giving you, is giving a signal to your brain. It's like, hey, it's morning. Time to time to wake up. Time to get up. So um, and in your morning routine, if possible, doesn't matter if it's cloudy, rainy, whatever. Step outside. Get some get some sunlight or just daylight in general. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite. So we're talking about the light. Um, uh, we're talking about light in general. So in general, we want to avoid blue light in the evening because, right. because we're trying to get our, our brain a, a signal that it's time to sleep. Right. So and like screens so, and phones and yeah, tablets. Precisely. Precisely. So we have all those devices that are giving our brain signal that hey, it's still day. It's day. It's still daytime. We're still we're still staying awake, and that prevents you from getting into deeper sleep stages for longer. You're not getting quality sleep. You're waking up groggy, and then you're thinking it's like I just got eight or nine hours. How can I still be tired? Right. So, so the the simplest thing I can do is just night shift mode. There are so many apps on your computer, uh, from Flux to Iris mm-hmm. to 
whatever. There are, there are, there are plenty of them. Um, and your bedroom, how many people, what do you do in your bedroom, Ruby? Um, we have some sort of like, uh, I don't even know what it is. My husband set it up, but it's like some sort of lights where we can change the spectrum. And so it goes on like a warm lighting at nighttime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I just like simple incandescent thread lights, you know, those old school yeah. Thomas Edison yeah. lamps or, or actually uh, my bedroom only has a red light installed. Okay. So uh, there's no, there's no blue light spectrum at all. I also, uh, once the sun sets, mm-hmm. I put on a, a pair of blue light blocking glasses. So right. that's again, I, I can still use my computer. I can still get some work done. I can still read on my phone, which I, which I like to do, but I'm not giving my brain that signal that, Hey, we're, we're staying awake where mm-hmm. it's, it's daytime. So light, light is probably one of the easiest things to take care of. Mm-hmm. A lot of people uh, neglect it and, right. or simply don't, don't know about it. So yeah. that light is probably step one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And then, um, what about sleep in general and the amount of sleep that we're getting? Like for me, I mean, I wore a whoop um, bracelet and so I track my sleep. Um, so mm-hmm. I know how much sleep I'm getting and how much REM and how much deep sleep. And I also, um, because I have been very attuned with the way that I sleep, I understand like how much sleep I need to be, um, to feel optimal in the morning. But a lot of people like to, I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs, they're like, oh, you know, I'm good on four hours sleep. You know, I have my, my elixir in the morning with my <laughs> neuro blah, blah, blah pills and my alpha things and I'm good. And it's like, okay, well, what if you could just wake up and feel good without the need to ingest any of that shit? That stuff is good. That stuff is yeah. good to go from good to great once again. Right. But, you, but, but again, you can, from like yeah. not good. You, you can't compensate for that. That's the thing. Right. So sleep is, sleep is so crucial because so our brain cleans itself up. We have this, you know, lymphatic system that our body mm-hmm. has. Yeah. Our brain has a, a lymphatic system where all the debris that accumulates throughout the day, it's, it's cleaned out. So oh, for example, if, you're, if you are trying to, if you're working uh, with memory heavy tasks or you're trying to learn something or, or in general perform, you're actually uh, cutting yourself short. You're, you're messing yourself up by cutting your sleep short. Mm. So by, and, and there's like 0. 0.0 something percent of the population that has this genetic mutation where they can actually sleep four or five hours and be fine. But it's super rare. And yeah, that's not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I know it's not me either. <laughs> And I know that a lot of entrepreneurs say, "Yeah, uh, um, I'm fine. Five hours of yeah. sleep. I'm." Or they say, "Like energy. I'm a night. I'm a night owl. I work best at night in the dark." And I don't know. Is that true? Like, do do you think people have a different, like, a flipped circadian rhythm? Is that possible? Yeah, we have. So this guy, a researcher, Dr. Michael Bruce, uh-huh. uh, wrote a book, "The Circadian Code," I believe it was called, and he analyzed different chronotypes when it comes to sleep. And I am. I agree with that to an extent. However, however, I had a lot of people um, who simply went to bed earlier and and woke up early, and they they were so tired they had to kind of readjust. Right. Once again, uh, so so it's it's really it's really a habit thing. Um, some some of us are productive later in the evening, later mm-hmm. at night, but again, there is not that much of a difference that uh, that you have to 
re-align your life around it. Rearrange your life around it. Right. So it's kind of like trial and error, like really figuring out what we need. Absolutely. Like you said, you're wearing a wool band. I'm wearing an aura ring. And you can, so you can add and subtract things from your environment and tweak stuff, uh, experiment with different supplements. I mean, uh, I I went from borderline insomniac working night shifts. So so when I was in the military, I Mm -hmm. I had a lot of troubles sleeping. That was, yeah, I was suffering, suffering pretty greatly. And um, then I started tweaking my sleep and started tracking it. Some things worked, some things didn't, and I was now I'm able to get about I, I get about six and a half seven hours of sleep, but yeah. between anywhere between six and seven, and I get over two hours of REM of deep sleep wow. and about hour and a half of REM. That's so amazing. I was I was able to tweak the supplements, the practices, the environment, pretty much everything in order to yeah. actually maximize and optimize my sleep. That's really cool. I just recently kicked all my sleeping herbs and pills. So for six years, I was taking, you know, uh, melatonin, 5-HTP, cortisol managers, like a whole, there was like five or six different pills that I had been taking all together for six years. And then late last year in 2019, I spent two weeks in the Amazon jungle in Peru, where at Mm. night it's literally pitch black. There's no lights, there's no electricity, there's nothing. And so whenever the sun would set, that's when you go to bed. And when the sun would rise, that's when you wake up. And the first couple of nights, it was kind of weird. You know, my system was like, I don't know what's happening, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have anything else to do. I'm like in the jungle. And then by the end of it, I was falling asleep so quickly when it was dark and waking up automatically feeling refreshed when it was light. I come home and now I don't have to take a single thing. I mean, I take magnesium at night just because magnesium is good for me, but that's it. I can fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I get REM sleep. I get deep sleep. And I share that because there, there is so much truth to the circadian rhythm and um, to the sun setting and to, and to the moon rising and how our systems are actually made to, to be in harmony with all of this. So it's exactly. really I mean, interesting stuff. <laughs> We, we've only had this artificial light for the past, what, 200 years. That's it. Yeah, that's not a long time when you put yeah, it down. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, not right. at all. Yeah, yeah. and with, with the entrepreneurs and leaders, like we're in front of our damn screens all the time. So it's something that we do get to manage. Um, what I love about your work is it's based on, I believe it's six pillars, right? Yeah. Yeah, can you talk to us about the pillars? Because when I read these pillars, I was like, oh my God, yeah, if you just take charge of all six of these things, like you'd feel so awesome. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's, that, that's, that was one of the reactions. Actually, we had, we just ran a retreat yeah. uh, for, six, for six days, six pillars in six days. Oh, wow. Uh, and we went, so it was sleep, stress management, nutrition, movement, environment, and your mindset and routines. So mm-hmm. that was the seventh pillar. Um, and we essentially pretty much covered, dove, uh, got, dove deep into one of the pillars and mm-hmm. every day yeah. and kind of extracted everything that is out there and what is possible to get into when it comes to each and every one of those pillars. And as I said, I, I started with fitness, then I realized that I can't outwork my bad diet. Right. And so nutrition was the next step. And then slowly but surely, these things started piling up. Mindset being one of the last pillars that I, mm-hmm. uh, that I incorporated into my personal life. Because, again, I was born and raised in Lithuania, post-Soviet era. And my, 
uh, I'm a very left brain oriented person. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, mindset, mindset is bullshit. It's like, right. oh, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, so, um, being a numbers guy, that was one of the, one of the things that like, I just simply didn't believe in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so essentially we, we covered all of those six pillars and without all of them, all of them are kind of go together. So it's like yeah. this wonderful circle of life that if you're missing one, uh, another one is going to get affected. Like your right. nutrition is going to affect your sleep. Your stress is going to affect your sleep. Your um, mindset is going to affect your sleep pretty much all of them. So, right. Yeah. They all work together. It's like when I'm tired, I crave chips. You know, but right. like if no. I'm not tired and I feel good and I'm I'm rested, I I don't crave that shit. <laughs> you know, you know what you know why that is? Why? So when we are tired, when we don't get enough sleep, we pretty mm-hmm. much wake up. Our blood, uh, our fasting blood sugar gets to pretty much pre-diabetic levels, mm-hmm. and it throws our hormones out of whack completely. So our uh, hunger hormone ghrelin and satiety hormone leptin, they they become uh, off. They kind of get of regulated and uh, that's that gives our body body a signal that oh we want we need to eat our blood sugar is is going is dropping back and forth so that's that's one of the reasons interesting scientific every night of sleep that you miss miss. yeah right i could wake up craving chips Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and it's uh, there's more likelihood that you're going to give into those cravings because you're tired. It's like, Oh, I did this. Even though I was tired, I, des- I deserve it. So you kind of yeah. think yourself into it. Yeah. Cause when you're tired, tired. It, it's harder to then activate our conscious mind. And we tend, tend to go into like our subconscious patterning because it takes more right. energy to use our conscious mind. So yeah, yeah it all works together. Um, and, and our brain is wired yeah. to seek for pleasure and avoid pain. As simple as that. Right. So our default mode is always going to be something that is pleasurable at the end of the right. day. And if, right. you, and if you actually live your life like that, I mean, you're, you probably wouldn't be an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be doing a different line of work. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'd all be in Bali walking on a treadmill. <laughs> no. Hey, come so, on. <laughs> so with, um, okay, so taking into consideration the six pillars, um, and again, like, could you recite them for our audience just one more time? Six pillars. Yes, for sure. So it's sleep, stress management, nutrition, movement, environment, and your mindset and routines. Mm, mindset and routines. Yeah. So with that, again, um, this can feel super overwhelming to someone mm-hmm. listening, you know? Um, and I've heard you talk about this idea of like it doesn't have to be this this big drastic change. It can be something that's like a smaller shift. You had a word for it. What was that word? Micro. Um, minimal effective dose. Minimal effective dose. I love this. Talk yeah. to us about <laughs> this. Talk to us about the minimal effective dose. That's the thing. My um, my friends would always make fun of me because they would say, "Oh, AJ wants to. It's it's more efficient. It's more efficient for AJ. So that's that's why we're doing this." <laughs> And I always, yeah, I always kind of can say I have been cutting corners. So looking for the most, most efficient way to get things done. Okay. And minimal effects of those is, for example, I really don't like going to the gym. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a fan at all. I, I you all wouldn't the, know by the, looking at you, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could all, almost go as far um, to say that I actually hate the gym. Oh, wow. So, 
so I know, but I know how good it is for my body, for my mm -hmm. mind and everything else. So I obviously apply that minimal effective dose to exercise and uh, movement is something that we don't do enough. So right. uh, movement is that low level physical activity. I'm not, I'm not sweating now. I'm just, I'm simply walking, yeah. walking and moving. So uh, low level physical activity, uh, if you're spending more than 45 minutes in the chair at a time, mm -hmm. uh, you're screwing up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's like, you're actually, you're actually, and I say that's again, people, uh, people are saying that, Hey, I don't have time to step away from my computer. I'm working. I'm in, in the, whatever, uh, in the zone. Mm -hmm. That's nonsense. You're actually making yourself more productive. Like a brain derived neurotropic factor when you're moving is, uh, is producing itself in the brain. So Interesting. it's, it's just, it's, it's in, it's in your head that you're not, you're right. not going to lose any product productivity. If you step away, you're actually going to gain some. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, minimal effective dose. Yeah. Back to that. yeah. Uh, same thing with, so as you said, if you take on a lot of things at a time, uh, the, it seems overwhelming. So if you today, this week, you, you start messing with the light, uh, put on blue light blocking glasses after sunset. Next day, next week, you start eating, you start dig, uh, diving deeper into nutrition. The week after, it's like, hey, I need to rearrange my workout plan. And again, those like small tweaks and you take, you go one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I had... If I hadn't, I wasn't doing any, any of this and just dove right in and started doing all the things that I'm doing right now, no chance, no mm -hmm. chance. It's like, I'm, mm -hmm. because again, I'm always tweaking. I'm always looking for things to add or subtract that are not giving me the return of, on, of investment on my time. Right. So it's always, always that looking for that small thing, small tweak that is going to make a massive difference. So for sleep, that would be light for movement. That would be knowing that we have different energy systems and targeting those different energy systems with the exercises that actually hit them. And uh, with nutrition, it would be, again, um, eating something that is not giving you cravings and having some sort of a plan that is, that is conducive to your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Stress management, I mean, uh, meditation is probably has the highest ROI yeah. environment you only do it once. So you have to take a weekend off or whatever, a few days off and then analyze your environment, take care of it from everything from non-native electromagnetic fields to, to the industrial chemicals that you're using to personal care products that you have to replace and you only have to do it once. Right. So that, that, that one is the easiest pillar. And when it comes to mindset, that's again, uh, just reading uh, mind maps, uh, morning affirmations, whatever works for you, mm -hmm. having some sort of mindset routine. Uh, that's again, takes two to five minutes on a daily basis, but it anchors you to that state, to that identity, the person that you're striving to be. Totally. I mean, like this morning while I was doing my hair, I was watching Dr. Joe Dispenza on YouTube, like mm. just like, you know, piling things on like that too, so that I'm always taking something in that that's positive. And sometimes when I'm going for runs, I have like this Spotify playlist where it's all motivational talk like speeches on top of music. And uh -huh. so like, that's I'm just nice. yeah. to like people like motivating you. Um, but yeah, I learned to stack like that because I was like, you know, mm. like I want to make it easy. Like, I don't want to make this feel like a chore. I don't want to make taking care of myself feel like just another thing to do 
because that's Absolutely. when we fall into that trap of like, oh, we're on the wagon, now we're off the wagon versus like what you're sharing um, with, with these tiny shifts, these micro shifts and being able to start slowly start incorporating these things into your life because I mean, we can both say from experience, once you start to feel better, that's when you realize how shitty you felt. And that's when you start right. becoming addicted to feeling better. That's when you're like, oh, okay, what else can I tweak? What else can I do to mm -hmm. feel good? Mm -hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's so many things, again, there are so many things that I have added and tried and they didn't work. They didn't yeah. help me at all. Right. But again, it's so easy to drop it. It's like, it, there's no harm of you trying something for two weeks or a month. And then if it doesn't stick, if it doesn't work, if it's not helping you, fine, just drop yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, that's one of those things. And uh, stacking is definitely something that I love doing. Yeah, so yeah. That's You're doing it right now? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yep. That's, yeah, when I'm meditating, I, uh, I'm also, um, I also have, you remember the red lights up my yep. nose? Yeah, up your nose. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm getting grounded. So I'm, um, I'm sitting usually on the grass or on the beach or what have you. Yeah. Um, and when I'm moving, when I'm doing some morning movement, after I hydrate, I have uh, morning affirmations reminding mm. me of the person that I strive to be and, and strive to become and the things, the great things that are coming up to, uh, for me. So it's all that stuff is, again, just practice. Yeah. And that, that practice is really truly life-changing. Again, um, if we could incorporate all those practices to, to every entrepreneur's life, the world would be a way better place than it is right now. Definitely, definitely. I fully, fully agree. Um, AJ, we are nearing the end of today's episode. And I would love to know for the leaders who are listening, who are like, okay, great. I'm hooked on this idea of the six pillars. I want to start optimizing the way that I'm showing up and my lifestyle. What do you recommend as a great first step? Mm, that's a good question. So first step is to recognize that humans are animals. <laughs> we are, and <laughs> we are animals who, are, who have habits. So we're habitual mm -hmm. animals. Mm. And every, every habit has something behind it. It has a trigger, it has an action, and has a reward. Mm -hmm. So understanding what triggers us, understanding how to set up those triggers in our environment, and then uh, tweak those actions. Because if you, if you want to replace a not-so-good habit into mm -hmm. something better, you just have to change the action step and, mm -hmm. keep, the, and uh, keep the reward. So you only have to take one thing out of that action loop got it and but you, you can't just completely drop it there there's no chance where again we we are wired to to have habits so and uh from there just find those things find those little tweaks that you're going to that you're going to make little changes that you're going to incorporate into, into your life and for some people they can do it on their own they can mm -hmm. uh they have willpower and even though that's finite um uh, they have the willpower and just grit to do it Mm -hmm. Most people need someone to guide them through this. Like if, if I, like there are some things that we just don't like doing on our own mm -hmm. uh, and we need guidance. We need someone to help us out. So find someone, either uh, reach out to myself or there's so many great coaches around the world to, to help you out with it. That yeah. accountability is one of the biggest missing components when it comes to getting shit done. 
Yeah. And if, for those of you listening, if you're looking for that and you're looking for extra support, um, AJ does co-host these pretty epic retreats and I'm going to have that link in the show notes plus so much more. So if you're wanting to dive deep into these six pillars and cultivate these amazing habits to help optimize your life, then I highly recommend um, joining him at one of these retreats. Um, AJ, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us and making, um, this idea of, of optimizing our lives and, and biohacking real um, and also shedding light on biohacking and how it's really meant to be used and how it's not just a way to bypass your shitty behavior. <laughs> yes. that's, that's, that's the quote, quote of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Um, where can people connect with you online? And I'm going to have these links in the show notes too. What's your, like your favorite place to hang out? Uh, I would say Instagram. First okay. of all, thanks for having me. And yeah, thanks for sharing that with your audience. Uh, I'm grateful for that. Of and course. yeah, first of all, Instagram at yeah. wellwithaj. Okay, cool. So I'm going to have everything, that. Yeah, everything else is easy. Awesome. So I will have that in the show notes. So look out for those. Um, thank you so much, AJ. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Today's Thought Leader, where we're challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. If you love this episode with me and AJ, please drop a rating and review on iTunes and share this with a friend. If you dig the podcast and want to connect, text me. I would love to know one major insight you gained by tuning into this episode. The number is one 336 And if you have any questions for myself or for AJ, please don't hesitate to reach out. My handle on social media is at I am Ruby and AJ's handle is well with AJ. Thank you so much. And I will see you back here next Monday for a brand new episode of today's thought leader.